Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tov. Today's daf is daf nun ches in Yuma. Daf nun ches. <clears throat> Let's see, where do we leave off here? Um, yeah. Yeah, at the two dots. We're at the two dots about uh, 10 lines down on the page. All right. Let's go back. Let's take a quick look back at the Mishnah on Nun Gimlamid Bays. The end of the mission it said, okay, after he did the dam on the uh, inside, in the Kaddish Kodashim, first the par, then the sar, eight and eight, then he went outside, outside of the Kodesh Kodashim into the Hechel, and he sprinkled it now towards the parochas. Remember we said not with Machlokas, whether it's on the parochas, but basically the accepted opinion, the Rucham's opinion is that it's towards the parochas, another eight and eight, par and sar, right? Now, He's, he's at that point where he's finished all the first 32, 16 inside, 16 outside. And then the Mishnah said, what does he do? He takes the bowl of the par and pours that into that of the sa'ir, mixes it up. And then it says, and he puts the full one in an empty one. Is it the empty one that was just emptied out or an empty one? Let's see the Gemara. The Gemara says like this, in general, by kachim, by 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 dam, you have a bowl, and you put one in another one for whatever reason. Maybe it was hot. Maybe you wanted just to to use it. You wanted to make use of it. So you took one bowl inside another bowl. Is that okay, or is it a chatzitza? That's the question. Is it a partition? And you accepted the dam. Now, when you're holding it, you're not really holding the uh, bowl that has the dam. You're holding the one underneath that. In that, is that okay? Mao. Min it's, it's the same species. They're both, they're both kalim. They're both clay kodesh, right? They're both, um, they're both, well, they're lined with gold, let's assume, but they're both kodesh. Is it, the, it's the same species. Is that, is that considered an interposition? Is it a, is a, a partition? Oh, let's prove from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is not so nice and you put the full one in an empty one, doesn't that mean that you place the full bowl inside an empty one? And that says it's okay. So in the case of that it's okay. That's what it said. You put the full one in, in an empty one. My love, Hoshiv Mizrak Mole, Latoch Mizrak And you took a whole full one and you placed it inside an empty one. And you can continue with the with the procedure. It's mash, but that it's okay. So it's no. Lo. Ira Mizrak Mole Latoch Mizrak. What it means here is you took the full one and emptied it out. You poured it into an empty one. Why would you do that? You already poured all the blood of the par into that of the sa'ir. So you've already poured one into another. Why would you pour it back? What was the point of pouring it again? If you're saying it means pouring, you want to mix it up well. And as you mix it once, then you mix it back into another one, either the same one or another one. But the point is, that's the point. So our mission is not talking about where you placed a full one in an empty one, but rather when you pour it into one, therefore you can't prove anything to this question. Touch why, why would I have thought to take a full one and stick it inside an empty one? Oh, why would you do it? Uh, I so mean, we, it's just, right. No, Farsham asked that. That's why I answered before that. Uh, several reasons. Let's assume the reasons. He wanted to make use of the Kalim. They're all clay shares. He wanted to make use of all of them to get, you know, like Laman Yagdal Torviadr. He wanted to take everything and use as much as he can. And this maybe, or maybe one of them was hot in the heat, then he took a cool one, put it in there, just offering a logical uh, explanation. He did it. Is that considered a partition or not? Can you do that? Now the Gemara, another proof, and also another Gemara in Tashma, Hayom Lagabi Kli. 
The Kohen, the Kohen, when they're standing and doing the avoda, remember they have to stand when they do the avoda. When they did the avoda, they had to stand barefoot. They weren't allowed to wear any any. No, they had the regular Kohen had four garments. The Kohen Gadol had eight garments, and that's it. No shoes. They had to stand with their feet directly on the on the floor of the azara. Let's say he was standing on a cleat, another klishoris, or or on somebody else's foot. That's possible. Okay, so you're standing on a cleat. I understand. There's a chatzitza between him and the ground. There's a partition there. That's no good. He's got to stand on the ground. But if he's standing on somebody else's foot, well, his foot is also a human foot. So what's wrong with one foot and another foot? If you say min bemino is not a chatzitza, a kli and a kli is not a chatzitza, if you say that, right? So this should also be okay, and yet we say it's not okay. You can't stand on a kli or on somebody else's foot. So how does that work, right? So if that's not working, what are you going to do? So here it says it's no good. I'll get a It's possible. It's a shiny regular Muslim vatale. His friend's, his friend's foot, he can't abandon it there. It's not like he could just leave it there. He's got to walk away. Even if he agrees, Mepharshim say, I'll wait here while you're doing this thing. But he can't abandon it there. It's, his foot is part of his body. A clee, you can abandon. You could say, listen, I'm going to use this clee. I, I'm holding a bigger clue. Maybe one clue. I'm afraid it's going to spill over. So I took a real big one and I put a smaller one that's got the clue, but it's, it's, it might spill over. So I'm worried about it. You could think of a million reasons why you want to put one clue in another clue. But if I put one clue in another clue, the bigger clue that I put, the, the, the outer clue, I'm planning to use it for the duration of the procedure. That's all. So what's wrong that, that maybe, okay, the question is, is one min, is one species and another in the same species, that a chatzitz or not? We're trying to prove it from these cases and we can't prove it. Our mission is speaking about where well, you poured it from one clean another key. The, 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 that case over there is speaking about it's a separate, uh, the, there it, you can't leave it there. So if, you're, if your foot is on a clean, that's a chatzitza. If your foot's on another foot, that's also a chatzitza. But a clean another clean, can't prove it. Ikerami, some say, the question was different. Is that considered service or not? Maybe that's not considered the right way of ministering in the base of Migdash. You know, you take a clee, the right way to do it. And it went clean, another clee, you know, it doesn't look right. You know, maybe that's improper. That's the question. Pasik says, Right? That's the Pasik. So what do you see? Clay means vessels of, plural, hasharais. You can have several, more than one uh, service vessel, more than one vessel doing one service. Clay, that's the plural, sharais, one service. So you see, that's okay. In other words, the issue of chatzitza was not really resolved, right? But you could have two kalim involved in one service. So the issue is not two kalim, the issue is simply is it a chatzitza, and that the Gemara didn't really, uh, did not really uh, p- uh, poche. Okay. Let's see the next case. Here's an interesting question. For some reason, he had, uh, sieve is like a, a, a bast. It's like uh, the stuff that, the loose stuff that grows around trees. It's like a kind of, a, of, a, of an herb, like moss, something like that that grows on trees, um, yeah, hemp, something like that that's soft and porous. And you had that in the clee. For whatever reason, it was in the clee. These are really questions related to Zvochim, not really related just to, to, to Yom Kippur here. It's maybe because you asked about the Kli inside the Kli, so he asked us, what about Min Here it's a different Min, is that a Chatzitza? 
the dam has to go into the clay. This is this a chatzitz or ain't a chotzitz? Why? Or, or maybe it's not chotzitz. Keep in the mechalkol or ain't a chotzitz. Keep in the mechalkol. Since it penetrates it, in other words, this hemp or or whatever you call it, this bass is very uh, porous, and the liquid goes right through. So therefore, it's not a chatzitz. So the dam will get to the clay. It's like you just have something floating in there. Odomaloshna, or do you say no, 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 no? It's a chatzitz, it's a min b'shen amino. It's one thing, min b'mino is not a chatzitz, and the same species, a kli inside a kli, maybe, maybe you could assume, the Gemara doesn't really post it there, but maybe you could assume since the Gemara doesn't prove that it's possible, and the Gemara asks now, what about min b'shen amino? Maybe min b'mino is chatzitz. Uh, uh, maybe you can prove here that min b'mino is not chatzitz, because the question now is about min b'shen amino. So here the question is, now, look, what do we mean by this? If you had a solid substance, you know, let's say you had clay, you put it, uh, you line the, the clichoris with clay, and you put the, the dam inside, that's no good, because there's clearly a separation, a partition between the dam and the clay. But over here, when you have a porous substance that you put in there, it's a natural substance, grows on trees, what do you say? Is that a chatzitza? It's a different min. It's not, it's not, it's not the same as the clay, so it's min b'she'en amino. Or do you say, no, keep them it's odomaloshna, or is there no difference? It's a chatzitza, period. Amalei, so he says, Tanina, we're going to bring a proof from a case in, in the Mesechet Torah. The mission over there is like this: Zole What are we speaking about there? So I'm quoting now the Mishnah in Perak Vav, Perak Gimel in Mesechet Torah. Hamakadesh b'shokes. If a person is, what are we talking about? The Paraduma. So you have to pour the water. Remember, you have to pour the water. Amayim Chaim El Keli. Machlokas, whether you put the dirt in first, or you put the, the ashes in first, rather, or the, or the uh, water. But you're putting the water into the kli. And the kli is not a, just a regular kli. It's, it's really a, um, a sort of a stone trough that you're putting in. It's a stone trough that either they feed animals with, or uh, it's, it's, a, it's made out of stone, and there's water there coming directly from a mayan. And there's a hole in it. And inside the show, inside the stone, the stone uh, trough, you've got a regular kli, like a, a kli cheres that you want to use, or kli cheres on Mayim Chaim El Keli, right? To that kli cheres. So you're makarish the water there, v'atfi betocha. The tfi is this uh, kli cheres. It's got a very narrow mouth. So it's inside the stone trough, and the water is in both of them, and the top of the water reaches both of them. So the water is getting mixed up in there. Even though the opening is very small, the, the opening of the, of the klicheris is very small, but water, you know, doesn't need a big hole, right? So the water is inside this stone, the, the klicheris is inside the stone trough, and the, and the klicheris has got a small opening, but the waters touch each other at the top, so it's all getting mixed up. It's okay. The mayim inside is good, even though the water is, is mixing with the water in the, sto- in the stone trough. Imaya spoke if there was a sponge inside. Listen, there was a sponge inside the 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 kli. Imaya spoke betoch mea shokes ba'ishen nusin mehem aifer ubala spoke mayim. Let's say inside the stone trough, which also contained the klicheres, there was a sponge in there, and the sponge absorbs water. Hamayim she betoch upsom. The water inside the sponge is no good because it's it's a separation. Kate said, what should you do? Yezalev, he should empty out the water at Shumagilas Fog. Empty out all the water from the stone trough into, empty it out into the Kli, right? until you get to the Sfog. But don't, don't squeeze it out of the Sfog. The Sfog itself is a separation because the water's not in the Kli, it's in the sponge. It's not in the Kli. But the water that was on top of the sponge, the sponge doesn't act as a, as a, um, 
It doesn't passel up the water that's in there. It doesn't, it's not, it's not considered a chatzitza. In other words, the water in the spoke, the water in the sponge, if you push the sponge and the water came out of the sponge, that's no good. Because what's in the sponge did not, was not in the clee. The, guys, the water's got to go directly into the clee. So even though there's a sponge inside the clee, inside the, the, the stone trough, that doesn't ruin the rest of the water from being okay. Just pour it out. That's what he says there. You pour it out. So back in our Gemara, three lines from the bottom page. If you try to take the sponge out, if you try to take the sponge out, if you touch it, water will come out of the sponge, and then that water is no good. But if you didn't, if you didn't touch the sponge, it's okay. Amalei said, Tanina zolei empty out the water until you reach the sponge. So what do you see over here? So the Rashi says, you see from over here, almost sfog lo The sfog does not make a separation. But what's in the spoke is clearly not water that hit the clee, but the spoke itself is not considered chesed because it's porous. What's absorbed in the sponge, that's no good because it's not in the clee. But the spoke did not, the fact that water went through the sponge, right, is not a problem because it's, because it's, in other words, when water went into the clee, right, water went into the clee or what it went from the trough into the clee, if it went through the sponge, that's not a problem. That's not considered a chatzitza because it's porous. So you wanted to say the same thing over here. The more so the shiny maya depletion. No, water is different. Water has a has a lighter density. It's not as dense. Water can easily seep through uh, a sponge. It can seep through bast or hemp or whatever, every porous uh, substance of a tree. But but dam presumably is thicker. Is that the case with dam that we know? Uh, not uh, not clear. It says Rashi says shiny Maya the klishi biotzis mikol avarav. It goes from all sides. Vinichnosen beinu lebeinu kli. Avodam avodam is thicker. They say what blood is thicker than than water. Is it really? I don't know, but that's what the Gemara says. Is it yeah. is it thicker than water? Presumably has a thicker density. So water can water can go through the sponge or through hemp easily, whereas dam is thicker, and therefore that the 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 this uh, the material this um, what, he, what the Gemara calls uh, sieve, bast or hemp or whatever that material uh, would prevent the dam from reaching the kli, and that would be a chatzitza. Some say no. that he answered the question this way. The answer says, says "Badam kosher becomes possible." He says, "You're right. By dam, it's also kosher, just like by water. It would be okay because the dam is also uh, not so not so thick. It's got a thinner, maybe thicker. Blood is thicker than water, but it's not that <laughs> thick. It still is porous, and the stuff would go through. But come as possible. Let's say you took the kamitz, you took flour, even though the flour is crumbles in your hands and it's loose flour, not necessarily pizza bread, but it's, it's thick, but it's thicker and that would be puzzled. So if you, if you, what, what, what do we mean by the case of, of, of uh, comets? When you do a carbon mincha, remember carbon mincha, what's the process? You first put the uh, flour in a kli, then you take a comets out of it and you put that in another kli. Taking the kamitz is like shita, you put it in a kli, you take it to the mezbah and you take that handful and you burn it on the mezbah. So when you put it in the kli, the kabbalah, it's gotta be directly into a kli shares. And if you add this sieve inside a kli, that would be a chatzitza. So that's what, he, that's what the Gemara's answer is, if it's dam kosher, dam it's okay because it's porous. And therefore, if you, if you had a porous substance like hemp or bast or whatever, inside the kli that would not present a, uh, a chatzitza. Okay, now we come to the next about it. So we're done with our 32 things. We, we talked about it yesterday that there's actually 43 or 47 total sprinklings. Now we're gonna get in, more into that. And we're gonna start off by uh, opening our illustration books if you have them or online or whatever. 
Uh, we're looking, I'm not going to stop at each one because it'll take too much time, but we're looking starting at 132 on page 59, 132 on page 59, and we're going to take it today, all the way up to 141 on page 62. So there's quite a few. A little bit later, the order will be a little bit more important. So that'll be, it'll be better to look at the, at the pictures now. But in any case, he comes out of the Mizbeach, right? He comes out of the Kodesh Kodeshim, right? And when he came out of the Kodesh Kodeshim, first thing he did was the 16 on the paro, towards the Parochus, right? Eight and eight. Eight from the Dampari Kodeshim. Now, Mishnah goes on, on, on top of Nun Chesim Abbas. The Yosel Mizbeach, and he, he left, he went now towards the Mizbeach Ashelk Neshem. What Mizbeach is that? That's not the outer Mizbeach, that's the little Mizbeach, the Mizbeach Ektoris, Mizbeach Azov, Mizbeach Apnimi. As he comes out in 132, he's going towards there, right? He had already come out and done. He already left, and he, he went and he did the on the parochas. He did the tour towards the parochas. Now he's coming towards the mizbeach azov. Hischol Now he started to sprinkle on the mizbeach. Remember, what's the process after the thirty-two? After the sixteen inside, sixteen outside. What does he do now? Now he has to sprinkle on the four corners of the small mizbeach. It's not really sprinkling; it's more like smearing, as we'll see if, if you look in number number um, one thirty-three at the top of page sixty. Those in, he smears it on the corners. It's a very small mezbeach here. He's standing next to it and he smears it on the corners. We'll see the order soon. So here's Kamachate Viore, and he goes downwards. He, he, he smears it from the top corner and he goes down a little bit. If he goes up, we'll see that's a problem because the down might, uh, might soil the sleeve of his uh, tunic. That's a problem. Okay, so here's Kamachate Viore. Where does he start from? Mikaren Mizrachis Tzvonis. Now let's look at the order here. In number 134, you see here, remember, the Mizbeach, when you're looking at the whole Mizbeach, if you're inside the Mizbeach, looking towards the Kodesh Kodeshim, you're looking westward. You're looking westward. So the south is to your left, the north is to your right. And where does he start from? So Amish says he starts from his Ruchis Tzvonis. He starts from the east, that's, that's the part towards the outside. Mizrachis, where? Tzvonis. Hizchil, Mechel Maschel, Mizrachis Tzvonis. The north the northeast corner. The northeast corner would be really, um, well, it, it, this is it's this right is the northeast right. corner. If you're looking at 134, the north, we're looking at it towards the Kodesh Kodeshim, and you're at the front of the Mizbech, the northeast corner would be your right hand, right on your right hand, the lower right hand corner. So Mechem Askel Mikarim Zerachas Then he goes Sfonis Merabas. Remember, we learned before, you're always supposed to go towards your right. But your right means you're not walking directly. How does right work? You're facing the Mizbech, and as you're facing it this way, you go towards your right, this way, as you're facing it, you go all the way around, around and around. So really what you're doing is you're going counterclockwise. Going east, going, going to your right, when you're facing something, means going counterclockwise, which is what it shows in 134. So, and he goes northwest, northwest. Marabas Dramas then uh, then uh, southwest, Right, so, uh, again, remember right? Then Marubis Dromus, then he goes to the southwest corner, and then he ends off in Dromus Mizrachis, and he comes back to the, uh, to Dromus Mizrachis. So he starts with Mizrachis Sphonus, Sphonus Marubis, Marubis Dromus, the southwest corner, because south is on his left, right? And then he comes back here. So he goes in this order counterclockwise. Counterclockwise, he starts in the lower right-hand corner, <clears throat> upper right-hand corner, upper left-hand corner, and lower left-hand corner. That's the order that says in our mission. It's important to remember because we're going to have a different shita. Makam shumaskil b'chatos, where he starts with the chatos. Chatos means outside, a regular chatos outside. Al mezbeach 
Where does he start there? There he starts on the south. Uh, where does he start? On the southeast corner. That's the southeast corner, right? Misham Hayagomer al Mizbeach The southeast corner is where he ends off on the inner Mizbeach, right? He's, he ends off on the inner Mizbeach. And as he starts, Makam Shahaya, Makam Shahaya Maskil, with part where he starts on Mizbeach Achitza, which is the southeast corner. Misham Sham Hayagomer al Mizbeach Apnimi, there. Uh, there, Mizrach Shem, that's where he ends off on the end of Mizbech. No, we're not talking about the same Mizbech, but he just says, that it's, he just points out, Rab Lezer Omer, he says, no, 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 he doesn't walk around at all. It's a very small Mizbech. He stands in one place and does all four corners, just reaches over. over so on the, th- uh, pardon? Over the hot coals. Over the hot coals, correct. Be, being careful. On, on the three that are further away from him, he goes from bottom up. He smears it bottom up because he's not going to, since he's reaching over, he's not, it's not going to drip on his, uh, on his uh, garment. Except the one that he's standing right there in front of. There he starts from top to bottom, so he shouldn't soil his clothes. Okay, okay, fine. So that's how he does four. Then on the four corners, after the four corners, which blood is he using now? So we said at the end of the previous mission, remember, he mixes them together. So he mixes the Dampar, so there's only four. So that we, we start with 32 and four more is 36. And then he's all, and then he sprinkles on top of the Mizbeach, Hazov, seven times. So we wind up with 43. Remember, according to the sheet that says that he does this four on, on the four corners with each Dam separately, Par and Sawyer. So then from 32, we get eight more, four and four, that's 40, and then the last seven brings you to 47. So it's a machlokas whether there's a total of 43 or 47 sprinklings. Now he's done. What does he do with the leftover dam? The leftover dam, he sprinkles on the west side of the I mean, he takes it outside the heichal, towards the outer mezbeach. The first thing that he comes to is the western side. That's the western side, it's really the southwest corner, but he does it on the western side of the southwest corner. Dam of the of a carbon, a different carbon. He did it on the south side because when he comes out of the mizbech down the ramp, the closest spot is the southwest one. It's the same corner. It's the southwest corner. If you look at it in, um, uh, let's see, yeah, this is a, we're already up to 138 now. We start at 138. You see in the southwest corner of the outer mizbech, you see there's two holes there. You see, it shows the yisod. So it's the southwest corner, but the, the, the dam that was sprinkled inside the Heichel, he comes outside, he does on the western side, the, the upper of that of those two holes in this in this diagram. And the and the and the Mizbeach, if he's coming from the if he did dam on the outer Mizbeach, like a regular carbon, not Yom Kippur's uh, carbon, brings that, then he does it on the south point, the south the hole of the southwest corner. Either way, it's the same corner. The question is, is it the south or the west? Okay. Um, I wonder if there's anyone that's watching him, giving him instructions. Is They're probably watching? watching him and making sure he did it, but they gave him instructions before just to make sure that he didn't mess up. There could yeah. be people there, there standing there, correct. They, that's why he had the seven days of preparation before. They taught him all the rules and everything, but because he was tired, there could be people. They weren't allowed to be inside the Hechel when he was inside, but it yeah, could be outside reminding him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon? Yeah, they would probably beat me in case something happens, so I'm sure there were people aiding him. Um, both the dam of the inner Mizbeach and the outer Mizbeach, either one, that when the leftover dam that was thrown on the southwest corner, Misarvin Bama, they get mixed, those get, they, they get, Misarvin um, means they get mixed up. I don't mean mixed up, confused. I mean mixed up, they get, you know, they get dissolved together in through that channel 
underneath the Mizbech, the Yosnachal and goes out to Nachal Kidrom, which is the same place that, remember, we talked about, is it garbage or is it uh, poured on the Yisod? Either way, it eventually winds up in Nachal Kidrom, in that valley. The Nimkarnal got sold for, it's sold for, to gardeners, Lazevel, uh, for fertilizer, Umoamahen, and there's Me'ila, there's sacrilege, if they have an all without paying. Now, it doesn't really mean sacrilege to Arisa, because once the avod is done, it's done. And whether you're not moral on something once it's once its service is completed, right? But it's really done. The blood is done. But the rabbanan, the, the 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 gardeners have to pay for the blood to use as uh, otherwise. There's at least uh, there's sacrilege mitzvah Now the pasuk says when he when he, he after he finished the thirty two, he comes out to the mitzvah the yatsal what does it mean, Yatsal Mizbech? We know he's already inside the Heichel now, right? He's, he's exited the Kodesh Kodeshim. What does it mean, Yatsal Mizbech? Amar Vyermiya, Lefisha Metzinu, Parabal, Kola Mitzvahs. That's Parabal and Dabashil Tzibor. In the beginning of Ayikra, it talks about the Parakoma Mashiach and the Param Dabashil Tzibor, which are also totally burnt. And it says over there also that these Rikas are done inside the Heichel, not in the Kodesh Kodeshim, but inside the Heichel. And it says over there, Shekoin Omeir Chutz Mizbech. There he stands outside the Mizbech, Umaz Ala Parochas. Right, b'shashu mazel. He stands out the In other words, the coin who's sprinkling, right? The coin who's sprinkling uh, on the outer mizbeach, uh, not on the outer mizbeach. On the when he's uh, on the on the parum davar shulzibar parkom ashiach, he also sprinkles towards the parochus. Remember, we said in Rome yesterday the story in Rome that he found it. Is it the parochus? Is it was it the sprinklings of the parkom ashiach or the parum davar shulzibar or is the parium kibayol? So on both of them, he's bringing towards the parochus, but you know where he stands when he does the right, not on Yom Kippur, Parko Mashiach or Parko Mashiach, he stands outside of the Mizbeach and he sprinkles it far away. Remember he said, that's why he said they weren't in order because you're sprinkling from 20 meters away, 20 hours, that's pretty far, not yeah. 29 meters, but it's still far enough, you're not gonna hit it exactly. So there we say, he stands outside. Why, why does he say the Yosel Mizbeach? Because the fishermen see him, but Parabobam, it's a Shekoinah, but Chutzim, there he stands outside the Mizbeach. He's doing it from far away, right? Umaza ala prochas, Bishashu, Umaza yocha, Bishashu, Umaza, yocha lavsek, and so maybe over here also, on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Gadol sprinkles the second set of 16, the eight and the eight of the Par and the Sar, maybe he stands out there too, Talmud Lomar, no, but Yosel Mizbeach. Now, after he sprinkled on the parochas, or towards the parochas, now it says, now he goes out, Ela Mizbeach, he goes out from the Mizbeach, which is just a few more meters, but he's standing for, he has to go out. Now he goes out. We mean before that, when he did towards Baruchas, he was, he was right near the Baruchas. That's his point, right? Where was he? Therefore, when he sprinkled towards the Baruchas, he was inside between the Mizbeach and the Baruchas. The other price says, Again, when it says, when it says by Par Bashiach, it says Lefnei Hashem Matam Elomer Amar Nechemia the fishermen see in Par Bashiach give the opposite now because by Par Yom Kippur we find Shekoyin Omer Lefnei Mizbeach there he stands right near the Parochas between the Mizbeach and the Parochas he's right there okay Umaza Ala Parochas B'Shoshu Umaza any any sprinkles or Zvechus he's in other words he's between he's very close to the Parochas when he he just came out of the Kodesh Kodeshim he turns around he's on the priest towards Parochas he's right there he sprinkles. Yochel came. So I might think here also, by the Karakon Mashiach or the Parakon Gadol, I may think also he should stand right near the Prochas, Tamalomer, Mizbeach, Lifnei Mizbeach, Ktoras Hashem, 
Okay, the mizbech kerosasam. That's the mizbech kertoras, mizbech hazov. That's the fnei Hashem. Asher ba'ol moed, which is in the moed. Mizbech the fnei Hashem, vein kol the fnei Hashem. The mizbech is before God, but the coin doesn't stand up before God. He stands further back. He stands further back. And Rashi points out, I left the chumash over there, but by the way, that it says, it says, it's, you see here, it says lefnei Hashem. It says mizbech kertoras lefnei Hashem. Asher ba'ol moed. That really says by Parakomashuk, by the Paramadavashal Sibra, which is the next parashin, by Yukradalit, it's Psukum from Zion till Yud Zion over there. There it says, by the Par uh, um, by the Par it says, Asher Lifne Hashem. The Mizbeach was Lifne Hashem. The Mizbeach was Lifne Hashem before God, but not the coin. The coin was further back. The coin stood further back. He stood between the doorway and the Mizbeach. Whereas on Yom Kippur, he stood between the Mizbech and the Parochus. He was closer there. Lefnei Hashem. So uh, that's again, Mizbech Hashem, Lefnei Hashem, Asher Bo'omoy, Mizbech Lefnei Hashem, Ein Kohen, Lefnei Hashem. Okay, it said, Omen Chutz L'Mizbech L'Mazah. He stands outside of the Mizbech, meaning he's all inside the Heichel. But you, again, picture, you come inside the Heichel. What's the first thing you see? The Mizbech. It's in the middle over there. The menorah's on your left. The uh, Shulchan's on your right, right? Further, you see the Parochus, right? So the Parko Mashiach Paramadabra, he stands inside the Mizbech and throws it far. That's a, that's a, long, a long throw to hit towards the, towards the Baruchas. On Yom Kippur, it's different. Yom Kippur, he comes out of the Kodesh Kodesh and he's right there at the Baruchas. There he sprinkles it. And then he comes, then he comes towards the Mizbech to do the four corners and then the seven on top. Let's go on. Tanar Abonam. Now, our Mishnah said, our Mishnah says that where does he start? Where does he start on the four corners? He starts on the northeast side. That's his lower right, let's call it, right? Tarabon. Now we get Machlokas. His Stromus. Now look now, this is important if you can. Look at number 140. Look at 140 and 141. It's the same picture, but the, is he walking, is he walking uh, clockwise or is he walking counterclockwise? And it makes a difference. Is he starting from the northeast corner? Or is he starting from the southeast corner? Is he starting from the southeast corner and going clockwise? Or is he starting from the northeast corner and going counterclockwise? There's a machlokas here. Tanar Abanam. Hischel Machatavi already starts sprinkling, or smearing rather. Mehechan Ayamas, where do you start? Mikaren Mizrachis Duromus. He starts from the Mizrachis, Mizrachis Duromus. He starts from this side. Mizrachis Duromus is the southeast corner, right? The southeast corner. Let's see. Hischol mechatav yor mechel yamaslo mikar mizrachas dromus dromus maravus right maravus svonus svonus maravus divrei rabbi kiva. So rabbi kiva says, right? I'm not. I'm just not sure if he if he has these pictures reversed. Mechel yamaslo rabbi kiva says mikar mizrachas dromus right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He starts from the southeast corner. So rather from the southeast corner, right? And he goes and he goes clockwise. Southeast corner, it goes clockwise. Okay, let's see, right? Again, we're looking now at number 140. Right? Then he goes up. Here he goes to Dromus Maravis, would be the western, southwest, southwest. Then he goes Maravis Svonus, northwest, and then northeast. That's the order according to Bekiva. Svonus Maravis, Divra Bekiva. Rabbi Yosek Lili says, no, the other way. Mikaren Mizrachis Sfonis. He starts with Mizrachis Sfonis, which is 141. He starts in the lower right-hand corner, and he goes counterclockwise. Sfonis Maravis, Maravis, Dromus, Dromus, Mizrachis. Makum Shrev Yosei Glili Maskil, Rev Yosei Glili starts from, 
That's where Shomer Bekiva Posek. That's where Bekiva ends. Makom Shomer Bekiva Maskel, Shomer Bekiva Posek. Okay, what's the Machlok? Is it the Kulyama Mia, Bahu Karen, the Pog of Lo Ovid? Which corner does he come to first? When he's walking, right? What did he just do? He finished the parochas, right? The 16 of parochas. Now he's walking towards the Mizbeach. Which would he come to first? He'd definitely come to the western side, right? Because he's towards the west. He would come to one of these two. This is, this is east. The lower part here is east. This is west. So he would hit the west. Nobody says he starts in one of the western ones. The Machloka says, does he start in the northeast or the southeast? But nobody says he starts in the west. Why? Right? So again, the question. Everybody agrees. His back would be to the Darn Correct, correct. How could he start that way? Okay, who says, but, but fine. So, so turn sideways. So turn sideways. Turn sideways and don't have his back at there. Point, and start right. I'm the same thing. Yeah, he's going to, at some, some point he's going to be, back his back is right, right. There's no question, right? Some point his back is towards there. Fine. But, or turn sideways. But he doesn't start there. Why not? But the Kuliyama Mia, how the Karen, the Park of he doesn't do it over there. In the first corner that he eats, he doesn't do it there. My time. Amr Shmuel. I'll tell you why. Don't recall the Puskas, the Yatzel Mizbech, like the mission begin. He went towards the Mizbech. He went, the Yatzel Mizbech. He goes, the Yatzel Mizbech. He goes out to the Mizbech, means he's got to go out of the whole Mizbech. He's got to pass the whole Mizbech. Not enough just to reach to the Mizbech, right? If he would start at the western side, he didn't go, he didn't go all the way to the Mizbech. He went to the Mizbech and stopped, right? He says, the Yatzel Mizbech. He's got to go all the way out, right? Not just towards the Mizbech, but all the way out. He's got to go all the way out. It didn't say It's just He's got to go out of the So he's got to go all the way towards where towards the east. He's got to go all the way out of the mizbeach, out of the space of the mizbeach towards the east. Now he's going to start either in the southeast or in the northeast. Right? That's what's going. That's the machlokas. So what's machlokas? We'll see. Or Bekiva, so according to Bekiva, why does Bekiva say that you go clockwise, starting in the uh, in the in the southeast in the southeast corner, right? He says you go clockwise. We've learned you're always supposed to go to your right, to your right meaning counterclockwise. Or Bekiva, not if Derek him in, you should go. Why doesn't he go towards his right, meaning counterclockwise? Maybe they're arguing this famous rule of gigantic mikvah. He made a great grand mikvah. We talked about Erevin and Daf Yudala there. Omed al Shema Sarvaka. How was it set up? This is Shiloh. How it was set up? Was it set? The diagrams in Daf Yudala and Erevin. If you look there, don't show it with the animals, but it was. It stood on twelve golden uh, cows. Right. Omed al Shema Sarvaka. Shlosha Panimtsfona. Three of the cows were facing the north. Shlosha Panimtsfona. Three were facing west. These weren't real cows. They were just you know uh, structures. For Shlosha Panimtsfona. Uh, three were facing south. In other words, the and the the mikveh, the big sea of Shlomo was on top. Milmala, and the back the back side of the all, all these animals, which is the less um, less honored side, was facing inward. And as you didn't see the back sides, right? They all had, their heads were facing out, and you had this big tub on top. Now, what do you see from this Pasuk in Yom? It starts off with the north, right? right? It says, Hashem HaZabaka. Three were north, three were west. North, if you go north, west, south, and east, you're going counterclockwise, which is, you know, whenever you turn, you should always be towards the east. 
Now, the Mizrach is really not the issue over here. The Mizrach is, is, is uh, this is taken over from the Mizbeach. When you walk up in the Mizbeach, the outer Mizbeach, and you walk up the ramp, there it's towards the east, because you're coming from the south towards the north, and you make a right turn, that's towards the east. So the Mizrach is just thrown in over here. This is a word really from Zvachim. It's not really related to the case of the Yam Shloma, because that wasn't to the east, but the point is you're always supposed to go counterclockwise. So, is Lechah, that's a machlokas. Mar Isled Ramachesko, Mar Apparently, Rabbi Yosei Glili holds of it, and, and, Rabbi, and Rabbi Kiva, who says you go clockwise, disagrees with this concept of learning from the Pussing the Rim, you're always supposed to go to the right counterclockwise, was low. The cool, that's not the, it's true. Low, the cool Yom Yisrael Ramachesko, everybody holds Ramachesko, you're supposed to go to the right. That's what's machlokas. Mar Sovi Afinam Pnimichutz. One says, you learn, where do you go to the right? In the, in the basin, the Amshel Shlomo was outside the Heichal, right? It was in the Azara, as is the Mizbeah, the regular Mizbeah. That's outside. So the question is, do you learn inside over here the Mizbeah? The inner, we're talking here about the inner Mizbeah. This Kohen Gadolim Yom Kippur is in the inner Mizbeah. Do you learn out inside the Heichal, in the small Mizbeah, from outside or not? So Mar Sovi Afinam Pnimichutz. That's Rabbi Yosei Glidim. Therefore, he says you go counterclockwise. Inside also, you don't learn it that way. That's one way to learn. Everybody holds the on the outside, the Yam Shlomo and the Mizbeach, the regular Mizbeach, but not inside. Rabbi Kiva, okay, Rabbi Kiva, okay, fine. Fine, you don't learn out from Does What's inside is not necessarily what's outside. What's inside, the Heichel, is not necessarily the same as outside. Outside, you must go to the right. Inside, you don't have to go to the right. So go, but you could do either one. Why does he dafka go? Clockwise, meaning start going to the left. Why do you? Medina, The truth is, whichever corner you came to first, you should start from first. You should start first, right? Whichever corner we said before, when the coin's coming from the parochas, from the Kodesh Kodesh and Tarochas, whichever corner, which would be one of the Western ones, right? You don't forego mitzvah. If a mitzvah is in front of you, Russia just gave a shir there recently. You don't forego mitzvah. Mitzvah is in front of you, you do it. You don't wait for something else. Even if it's a lesser mitzvah or a big, big mitzvah, shalad, drabon, and daraisa, you do it. You don't forego a mitzvah. For my law, the reason you don't do the Western ones is why? Because uh, the Pasuk says you got to go outside of the whole perimeter of the mitzvah. You got to go, the mitzvah, you got to go all the way out. The kimen, the yaw, bahu, keren, once you pass that corner, hader osi lahu keren dechayev lamesa beresha. You come back to the one you should have gone first. What do we mean by this? Here we go back to Rashi before, when Rashi first explained the machlokas of Yosei Glili and, and uh, Rabbi Kiva. Meaning this, Rabbi Kiva says, Rabbi Kiva, who sa- Rabbi Yosei Glili, who says what? That uh, you start in the south, in the, in the northeastern corner, and you go counterclockwise, right? So you say, okay, number one, he says, he says you go counterclockwise, so you start over here. You couldn't start on the western side, but why do you start in this corner? You start in this corner so you couldn't go counterclockwise. Rabiosi Gili is pretty simple, but Rabiosi Gili also holds, like Rabiosi, that where was the opening of the parochas? Remember the parochas where he stood and he saw the parochas there? Where was the opening? Was it on the south or on the north? So he says it was in the north. According to Rabiosi Gili, you could say what? That the opening was on the north side. So he came out on this side. This is on, on the northern side he came out. He came here. And then he went to the right and went counterclockwise. Rabbi Yosei Galili is pretty clear. He goes counterclockwise, inside, outside, it's all the same. You have to go to the right counterclockwise. Rabbi Kiva, though, says no. He goes like a Yehuda, who says the opening was where? The opening of the curtain was on the left side, on the south side. So when he came out of the south side, technically, if it wouldn't be for the Pesach of Yosei where should he start first? He should start first on this corner, on the 
on the um, southwestern corner. That would be the first corner that he would approach because he's coming on this side. He's coming on the south. So the first corner that he would hit was, would be this corner. Okay, but he can't start here. Why? Because the Pesach says he's got to go all the way out. So he goes all the way out. Now where is he? He's on the, he's on the southeast corner. So he starts there. Now where should he go to? He could go, he could go counterclockwise. No, but, but, but he, he should have started over here. He should have started over here on the, on the, on the uh, southwestern corner, but he couldn't because he had to leave all the way. So once he left all the way, fine, he's over here in the southeast corner, so do that. Then he goes back to the one that he should have gone to. Then he goes back in that direction. In other words, Rabbi Kivas is right. Inside, you don't have mounts. You, you can go counterclockwise, you can go clockwise. Which way should you go? He starts in this corner because that's where he really ended up first. Fulfilling, fulfilling the rules, he, st- he came out all the way and he left his left. This is where he is. He's at the southeast corner. Now, should he go to the northeast corner or should he go to the southwest corner? The answer is he should go back to the one that he should have gone to originally had it not been for the Pusik. Again, let's see the last two lines of the Gemara. Right. Once he gave it on that Karen where the south the, the uh, southeast corner where he had left them where he went all the way out on his back and he did it there. Hadar Lahu Karen, then he returns to the Karen, the Chayev that he should have done first had it not been for the Pusik that told him he had to go all the way out of the Mizbech. Therefore, he does it in this direction. Again, Rabbi Yosei says you go counterclockwise like always. You always go counterclockwise. And according to Yosei he was in this corner. He started in this corner because he came from the north side because that was where the opening of Parochas was. Remember, Rabbi Yosei says there was only one Parochas and he went in on the north side. So, so this is the same Shita. Rabbi Yosei is with that Shita. And therefore, he starts on this side and he goes counterclockwise. Rabbi Kiva says no. You can go either way. You can go clockwise or counterclockwise. We inside is not like outside. So which way do you go? You go. You start over here because you had to leave the mizbeach. And this is when you when you when you could first start when the pasuk allows you to start after you exited the home mizbeach. Where are you? You're in the. You're in this corner, which is the southeastern corner. Southeastern corner. So you do it here. Then what do you do next? You go to the uh, southwestern corner because that's the one you passed and you should have done that first. So therefore, you're going clockwise, and you complete it that way. You follow it with all of them. There's other answers. We'll see those answers tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. If you see the Rashi and the wide lines in Rashi, Rashi tells you that, in other words, the one who said, right? the one who says you start Mizrochis Dromis, and right, Rabbi Kiva says, right, it's over from the south. Who says that the opening is on the north side? So they so according to according to Akiva, you 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 came out on this side, and once you passed it, this is the first one. You start over here. Where do you go to? You go this way or this way? No, you go this way because you pass this. Rabbi Yosei says no. You start over here. This is where you ended up when you when you fulfilled the pasuk and you walked out all the way. You started over here. Once you start over here, you go counterclockwise because that's the normal order of uh, when you when you proceed. Okay. All right. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day.